So the last time we talked, you were uh, you were very insightful. But one thing that I missed that I've now talked with everybody about is just straight up joke theory. What is your theory? What is a joke? At its most basic, how, what is your A, what is a joke, and B, how do you write? Uh, you know what? I think, like, uh, I think your brain's always trying to, like, so, A, like, things go like A, B, C, and your brain's out, like, if something goes A, B, your brain's gonna anticipate C, and if, if, it, if, if C doesn't happen, then it's like, your brain gets kind of activated, it's like, oh, D happened and not C. That's humorous. Right. The thing that I was predicting, um, and that's something that's always struck me. Is like, yeah, some, sometimes it's just like saying something surprising or uh, makes makes a joke. Um, oh, I don't know, man. What, the question was, what about jokes? I'm sorry. Just, just, just what is a joke? What is it like? You know, I've had answers from, uh, like I just talked with Jose McCall and we discussed the, the A, B, C, D, you know, I say D, you expect C. And I made the argument that, and maybe erroneously, but that, uh, I feel like almost unpure in a way where it's like, that's almost like that's a joke algorithm. You know, like you can just sit down and any schmuck can come up with, a, I'm going to say one, two twist, you know. And he said, well, you're seeing it from the wrong direction. And we came to the conclusion that all jokes, even the one-two twists, aren't even ABC. It's more so that like an A, I give you A and I give you D, and then B and C flash in your head, right? I didn't tell you B and C, but you just knew. And one of the examples uh, we used was uh, uh, Wanda Sykes, where she'll do like a, a list of things. Well, should be like, you know, what are you like eating rice in Vietnam while you do the radio? And next thing you know, you realize like, oh, she's talking about Robin Williams from that movie. And it, she never says fucking good morning, Vietnam. She just gives you all the pieces and then you it flashes in your head. Ah, she's talking about. And then that's all it is, is the your and then the, the ABC twist is essentially the same thing. Oh, I thought you were going to go here. And then you saying this thing, not only is it a twist, it creates this whole new context in between A and D. Yeah, whenever someone gets really in-depth into, like, all that kind of, like, formula stuff, I always get very turned off. So I'm like, man, it's like getting, like, like having sex and making sure you hit all these different steps. I'm like, then you're doing it. Then you're like, that's not, that's not, you know, like... She, that's just how she talks, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's how she talks and communicates, and it's natural to her. And I think that's why it comes off so well. Hmm. Like, if somebody if somebody was trying just to replicate Wanda Sykes' personality and words and cadence, it like, if you tried to do Wanda Sykes, like, just copy that, like, whatever formula template, it wouldn't work because you're not her, you know? Like, there's something that... I've always, uh, like, comedy classes, you can always tell people who are in comedy classes because they're always so, like, structured and formulaic with their jokes. And it's, like, a hindrance to, like, them getting better because, like, to be really good, it's just you are yourself and you're, you know, using your own vernacular and your own cadence that is not, that might stumble upon some of those formulas but isn't, like, beholden to them. Like, it is, it is you are being yourself and you just happen to stumble upon some of these natural flows or, you know, formulas of like, hey, is this a surprising turn, you know? 
because like one of my favorite things is like I listen to Bill Burr and he'll say like one line, one descriptive line, and it paints a giant picture in my head. And I've always tried to like do something similar, but I've just never been able to do it because it's so much and just the way he views the world and communicates it to people that is very unique to him. And like me chasing that hasn't been very successful because I'm trying to be him. And I need to like get better at communicating my my view of the world through my own language and, and stuff. And so I, I always get like turned off when people get too formulaic with uh, with joke ideas. So I'm like, man, it's like somebody who's like eating pussy and like thinking about like I'm gonna do I'm gonna spell the alphabet or do that <laughs> or like I'm gonna tweak her nipples this way. It's like I think you're gonna lose something in the sexual adventure at that moment because you're too in your head about like the nuts and bolts when if you were just like there having fun having sex with somebody you're probably going to stumble upon some of those things and it'd be more natural and so I've always and I I always see like really good comics say they never write things down and stuff like there's a lot of people who do that and it always strikes me as interesting it's like how do they do that you know they're just like Bill Burr says, he never like he's never had like a tight out way of doing his jokes. You know, he knows his jokes and he goes through them, and that's always blown my mind because I've never, I've always been more like, like a process driven creation of jokes. Yeah. Where I'm like, okay, here's an idea, let me try and write it out and stuff, and and it, it does come across. Like you know, like Joe Rogan always talks about the way he writes, and it's very clear in the way he presents it too, though. It's very written. It's very like here's this point, here's this point, here's this point, and and uh, that's not present in some other people who who do it a different way. Hmm. And, and there's just like no right or that's the thing I've always learned about these kind of things. There's no right or wrong. It's just like everyone needs to figure out the way that they do it the best. Right. And like you could use those formulas, but like you might miss something because like once you try and like put. I feel this is just I've been a comedy nerd forever so like I feel once you try and put comedy in a box there's someone to come, there's just someone who's going to come around and defy whatever you box you put it into mm-hmm. like once you say comedy has to be this thing it's like well somebody does it this opposite way and it's fucking off mm-hmm. you know like and so I don't know man I've always been really turned off by too formulaic of uh of comedy thinking but also Maybe I'm wrong. Like maybe well, there's some people who write little jokes really well, and I'm like, man, maybe they're fucking right. Well, I collect just sayings in my brain. I don't mean to. They just I hear like a catchy saying, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna put that in. Things proverbs, things of that nature. And you triggered two uh, old Chinese proverbs in my mind that definitely stuck out. One is that there is no way to greatness. Greatness is the way. And then the second is, if you dissect the bird, you lose the song. Yeah, totally. Like, like I'm, if I'm understanding that right, it's like, why are we getting muddled in the fucking nuts and bolts? It's funny. Like, right. I just say it's funny and like, go home and like that. Because once you start like going like, let's dissect this joke, like, man, immediately it becomes so much funny. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of things don't even make sense. Like I've heard people just say shit that if you were to go back and think about it, I'm like, man, that didn't even make fucking sense. <laughs> but it was like the right thing to say in the moment with the right energy and like, you know, and pop the crowd. You know, like sometimes I don't know. I, but this is also just the way I. I'm not a detailed guy. I'm like I'm a. I'm a fucking let's throw it at the wall and see if it sticks kind of guy. 
Well, that's fucking awesome, man, because I, uh, I've yet to have someone fucking stick to their guns like that when I ask them the question, because people probably have thought that, but they always squirm to try to give me, you know, they're looking for the right answer. They want to, I ask them the question of what is a joke, and they want to give the right answer. I like, you took the stand. Fuck that. It, a joke is funny, and you should be funny, and sometimes it doesn't make sense. What's your theory have to say about that? Yeah, and then like, and then I could be immediately proven wrong, and, and probably can easily be proven wrong. Right. Oh, and that's what I've always found. Like uh, people, like I've had like car rides with Derek Stroop, and he'll get like going and yelling. I'm like, this is, <laughs> this is all you. This is you're not doing a fucking act. Like, right. He just gets, goes off with these these yelling jags, and it's and it works because it is very authentic to him. Yeah, got it. Like, I see people do the angry white guy, yelly guy, and it doesn't work because they're putting it all on. And, uh, and so, like, you know, yeah. So that guy who's got the great energy that comes off authentic, it's hard to do. Yeah, but you just got to find... I, I always find when I'm talking with my friends or even comics outside of Irish Rover, I'll hit the right stride, and next thing you know, I'm fucking yelling and I'm preaching... And it's just like, where is this guy? And then I'll go on stage in 10 minutes and go up there and stifle and be small and closed off. And it's, I guess it's just the reps, right? You keep keep doing push-ups and the muscles will grow. Totally. I remember when I started, I was, I was like super high in my living room and I was trying to write jokes. And I just kind of went off on a jag by myself. And it was like, oh man, that was really funny. And I, would, and, uh, I remember at one point, like pretty far along in the process, I was able to replicate that on stage. I was like, oh, I've actually, through a lot of, like, you know, reps, been able to actually get to the point where I'm able to think the same way I was in my living room in front of people, at least a small crowd that I'm not intimidated by. Because that shit all goes away if I'm intimidated. But, like, it's like, oh, wow, I actually got there. And I was really, I don't know, for someone who's been doing it for a while and, like, has no any sort of, reward really you know all this work for nothing that was really rewarding to go like man i actually got to the point where i was comfortable enough on stage to where i was uh, able to uh speak my like um create in the moment like i was in my living room awesome well i appreciate you so much man you're my first recurring guest and you didn't disappoint you're the man. I, I'll see you out on the comedy battlegrounds. Yeah, in like two months. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Have a good night. Hi, guys. It's Josh Grambo. Patrick Scott, my first repeat guest. I love how he sticks with his guns. You know, comedy's like fucking. Don't bring books into it. He's definitely one of the most real guests that I've had. As comedians, we naturally want to put on the facade, the veneer, the mask of a successful person who just hasn't made it yet. But we're all just open mic humps, really just trying to scrap for whatever stage time we can get. And that's stand-up comedy for a long, long time. He ain't complaining. He's still grinding, even though we're all quarantined now and we can't have fucking comedy for two more months. 
is why I'm focusing in on these podcasts. If you're hearing my voice, check out my YouTube channel. I'm pumping out more sketches and random videos every single day than I have in my entire life. It's the only thing that keeps me from going corona crazy. So check out my YouTube. Check out Patrick Scott live once comedy starts going. Whenever that will be. But for right now, this show is called Comics with Grambo. And I'm out.